You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to From Beneath the Hollywood Sign. If you love old movies, Hollywood history, or the golden age of filmmaking, you've come to the right place. This is the podcast that talks about amazing stories of Tinseltown from another era and fascinating conversations with writer-producer Steve Kubine and actress-writer Nan McNamara. So, Steve, did Ava Gardner and Howard Hughes have a good relationship? Well, they did until he dislocated her jaw. What? Well, don't worry. She hit him back with an ashtray. From Beneath the Hollywood Sign is the gin joint for you. Chicago, Illinois, with your hosts, Ken, Matt, Neil, and Jeff. This is Triviality. The cream of the crop. Hello and welcome to Triviality, the show where a lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. My name is Matt and I will be your host today. Uh, Today we have a grudge match uh, coming off of last week's victory uh, Jeff and Neil are looking to continue their Ooh. winning ways against me and Ken. Yeah, um, for some reason, my voice is still gone after a week. So I guess I'm not getting any healthier. So wow. I could be dead by the end of this. It's almost as if no time has passed at all. <laughs> you need to spend some time in a hyperbaric chamber a la LeBron James. Uh, there's only one man we feel who can host this epic grudge match between the two of us. The man who has written so many of those question fives that we've asked over the... Our first patron. Our first patron, and I'm building it up for David Lorfetto. How's it going? Going very well. Great to be here, guys. Uh, so you wrote a game for us today. Uh, how do you think we're going to do today? So I, having listened to all your episodes, I have a, a, a decent idea of what everyone's strengths and weaknesses mm-hmm. are. So I tried to write this where it's a pretty balanced game. Um, we'll, we'll see how it goes, yeah. but I... I if you use gonna... uh, Triviality Pursuit for Kids, I feel like we'll be in a good spot. <laughs> Otherwise, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Uh, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself today? Uh, yeah. So, uh, name is David Raffetto. Um I live in Houston, Texas with my wife and uh, two boys. Uh, I work at MD Anderson Cancer Center. Um, I work in our development office, raising money for a lot of our research efforts. Uh, host trivia every now and then, but I really prefer to play. So, every Wednesday night, I get together with my buddies and... We do our best. We're, you know, I would say maybe at least half the time we usually leave with the trophy. Um, Pretty good. But, uh, but, but so the last time I was on the show, uh, I appeared with my with my buddy Jason. That's right. And Neil, as a solo player, just demolished <laughs> demolished everybody. It's never so going to happen again. So he was taking his limitless pill that day, I'm sure. Yeah. So. So my pride was so wounded, I figured this time I'll just show up and host, and I don't, I don't have to worry about the heat of competition. All right, great. Sounds good. Yeah, and um, uh, so we were going to start a little earlier, but Jeff was actually um, a little late. He had a, a, a birthday party for his grandma, um, so David had to wait a little bit, but it wasn't wasn't too bad. Hey, grandma gets priorities, so no worries. <laughs> Grandma always gets priorities. Uh, so, so what we're going to do today, uh, what we do every single game, is going to be two rounds of 10 questions uh, with a halftime round written by David, uh, going into the final round with five categorized questions that we can wager 0 to 30 in, up to the points we've accumulated so far. 
All right, and then after the final round, we will find out who is today's cream of the crop. The cream will rise to the top, oh yeah. All right, let's do it. Okay, here we go, guys. Question one. The terms hawker, darner, and club tail all describe what kind of insect? Mm. Hawker, darner, club tail all describe what kind of insect? I have a thought on this one. Okay. Can I see what you wrote? That is literally what I was thinking. Yeah, let's do it then. Yeah, we're on the same page. Right, two we weeks are in a in row. Two weeks in a row. Not the same day at all. <laughs> Where does uh, dragonfly come in? Just because um, because you can catch darners in Zelda and they're dragonflies. Oh, all right. well then there you go. <laughs> I, I'm fine with that. That's hey, cool. Any way you can get to the answer, right? I guess. Yeah, yeah that's fine with me. Yeah, let's go. Uh, so Jeff and and myself I, are going to go with dragonfly. I think there's something like that, or maybe the whatever the illuminating bugs are. Well, it's too late now. So late. we also went with dragonfly. Um, just sound like something that would have those varieties. Mm-hmm. And right out of the gate, ten points for each team. All dragonfly right. is the correct answer. Very uh, very different approaches. Uh, to all, that one. all credit to Zelda Breath of the Wild mm-hmm. on that one. Always looking out for that club tail. I lost at least a month of my life playing that game. I feel like I gained a month of my life. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I always at trivia um, competitions or just you know pub trivia, they always ask a, a Zelda question, and people always assume that uh, Zelda is the the male character. And right. I feel like a lot of people always get that wrong. Just like the guy's name from Die Hard is Die Hard, right? John Die Hard, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. On to question two. Before the franchise moved to Los Angeles, the Brooklyn Dodgers played in what baseball stadium between 1913 and 1957? Jackie Robinson made his major league debut here. Oh, I'm trying to picture. There was a documentary they did about this and and how you know old baseball players were in by the way you're in okay they didn't get paid like millions of dollars so right. they would actually have normal jobs then would take the train to go to work and play baseball uh, instead of you know getting pampered but um i i can't remember i thought shea stadium was one of them but I, that's the mets i thought that's where the mets played but I, I could be wrong i mean that's the only stadium i can think of that's not currently the only thing that stadium. the only thing that's giving me pause though is the beatles played at shea stadium and i don't know if it changed over to i thought it was at the dodger stadium but maybe it was in la i don't know but that's the only thing that came to my head was shea stadium i'm, I'm good going with that i've got nothing better okay that's fine are right, we gonna lock in with shea stadium okay so um it's not you know obviously not yankee stadium shea stadium is where the mets uh played but they didn't come into the league until later than jackie robinson was playing i think um it's something that i always guess when it's an older stadium and i'm not even sure if it's in new york but i think it is and i said uh Emmett, emmett's field so, can you pronounce that one more time for me? Uh, Emmett's with an M. Okay. I believe so, your correct answer is Ebbetsfield. Yeah, I yeah. And I was um, like, I was in between, so I thought maybe I'd slur that word. <laughs> Just get it. As, soon as, you, as soon as you said it, I went, ooh, he's got it wrong. So, yeah. you're, you're yeah. thinking of Emmett Smith's yeah, stadium. Emmett, right. Emmett's, Emmett's Field, which is his backyard because he was so wealthy playing football. Yeah, he owns most of the Oh, Texas that's so now. right. I should have thought of the uh, yeah. Jackie Robinson movie with Harrison Ford. You yes. go out there and you play and you don't get offended. He was not Whatever. Jackie Robinson, right? He, the... uh, he, you know, he would be a very good actor. Daniel Day-Lewis was Jackie Robinson. <laughs> <laughs> it's very controversial. <laughs> All right, moving on to question three. In the 2003 film Lost in Translation, Bill Murray's celebrity character shoots a commercial for what Japanese right. whiskey brand? It's that Japanese knowledge you have. 
we went over this. <laughs> I'm in 100%. I can't remember. I, I'm not a huge fan of this movie, so I, I can't. I mean, I saw it once more than a decade ago, so I don't I don't remember. Um, I can see the, the bottle. I can see the commercial where he's on the stool and him doing the commercial, but... I don't know. I, yeah, I can't come up with the name. Um, do you just want to go with this, even though it's incorrect? Yeah, that's fine. Okay, we know it's wrong. We're just going to say Johnny Walker. For relaxing times, make it Suntory time. Hmm. Suntory. Very good. That's correct. Suntory is your correct answer. Yeah, that's that's one of my favorite films. Yeah. So so I I, I love Sofia Coppola, and I so badly wanted her to win Best Picture. For that film, uh, unfortunately, she lost to Lord of the Rings: Return of the King, yeah, which I, I can't argue. With seems that, like though. a grave injustice. No, Class, classic movie that everyone here loves. Yeah, I, I love Lord of the Rings. So, like, if it was any other the other year, I would have given it. To, Do you think to that her. was the best one in the trilogy, though? Mm, because that's kind of where i kind of do like in terms of emotional thrust i think so for sure speaking of our patreon bonus episode that is the other sequel it's godfather part two and uh return of the king are the only Mm. two sequels win best picture oh Mm. yeah yeah all right on we go to question four flynn a fluffy white dog from michigan was awarded the 2018 best in show title by the westminster kennel club Though often depicted as a French dog and sounding like one, Flynn's breed actually has Spanish origins, where it once served as a sailing companion. What breed is Flynn? I, th- I think we're good on this one. We are locked in. Based on the hints, that mm. seems right. Yeah, it's funny. Um, I was having breakfast uh, pancakes the other day. and um, Very specific. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> well, it was at a pancake house. They're, Ken- they're potato. Um, they're browned a little bit more. I, I asked for them a little bit better down than usual. Ken and I were, had been there before, and uh, the uh, there's a dog competition. Not this one, but there's a dog competition, like a agility or whatever they call it. Right. And the waiter for three tables, every time a dog would run, he'd stop and he'd go, oh, that's so awesome. It's slow motion. He like wouldn't deliver anyone's food. It was like cute, <laughs> but it was also really frustrating. <laughs> My pancakes came late. Yeah. And cold. And cold. Uh, we are. Are you guys in? Yeah, we're in. We're in. I think we so. are going with Maltese on this one. Okay. Oh, could be. Uh, we want Bichon Frise. Oh, sounds fancier. Your correct answer, Bichon Frise. Uh, nice. I've never heard of that. I always Shockingly. hated. Uh, well, you haven't heard of it because it wasn't a Godzilla movie, right? <laughs> I always right. hated the dog show <laughs> when I was in high school because it would preempt Raw, and I just wanted to see Stone Cold and the Undertaker. And instead, I saw a St. Bernard and some other dog that I didn't care about. Why don't they do puppy mania like they do the puppy bowl? They should have like a stone cold, you know, a French bulldog or something. There's an Air Bud movie where he wrestles. It's close enough. All right. Question five. Brothers Cirrus and Akinar are characters from what 1993 computer game? Hmm. Cirrus and Akinar. Uh, I'm just trying to think of 1993 computer games which means probably not on a console yeah so we're looking like, at something i had a couple couple console guesses but um, we're, we're locked in you guys can talk about what you want to talk about so all we serious sounds to me like something space related right i agree with you on that akinar anything mm, i mean i i don't see that as also not maybe being space related can we, kind do of you have anything alien or any computer game though that's a computer game is weird to me because i feel like asteroids Right, it's yeah. That was way earlier. A little What's earlier. The, it's not this, but for some reason, Akinar makes me think of that Fox. Is it? Uh, oh, uh, Star Fox. Star Fox. No, yeah, that, well, was, that wasn't a that computer was game. Okay. Well, it was a console game, but it was also later. Do um, a barrel roll. Can you think of Do any a... any space related computer game from 1993? Like that wouldn't be a like a Warcraft or that's too early, right? No, 
Starcraft. Starcraft? I think Starcraft is too late. Um, I guess we're... You want to do Starcraft? I'm good with that. I've got nothing better. Okay. We're going Starcraft. Yep. And we went with the only computer game I could think of, uh, Myst. So much later, this game was eventually released on console, but it debuted as a CD-ROM game for computer. Your correct answer is Myst. All right. Wow. Good job, man. So it so it once held the title for the best-selling PC game, and then in, uh, finally in 2002, The Sims ended up passing yeah. it. But oh, I feel like but, Mist came with like every computer. Like if you had a computer, you had a Mist. Like in the mid 90s, and yeah. I thought Mist was a little later. That's why I never even thought about it. I, think it was, I thought it was like 95 or so. You know, halfway through the first round, we've got Jeff and Neil with 20, Ken and Matt with 30. All right, don't call it a comeback. <laughs> All right, moving on to question six. 56 men signed the Declaration of Independence. How many of those would go on to become president of the United States? Pretty sure. Okay, I made a, I made a list for... Uh, yeah, I checked it twice. Where, okay. where, are you going to lock in with that? I'm not I sure think about that's this the full one. list. Yeah. Okay, so we'll lock in if you want to explain your um, reasoning, yeah. Ken. We're in. Um, so um, I just wrote down Washington, Adams, Jefferson, Madison, Monroe. I don't think it goes further than that for um signers i don't know I th- i'm pretty sure adams jefferson madison and moreau did for sure i don't know about washington i'm i'm on the fence about washington uh i think but i think we are in with this so we're right, just going with we're gonna go with all five um i'm almost positive george washington did not sign it uh we went madison monroe jefferson and uh adams the first so for four so no points awarded here. Mm. Um, the answer is only two, believe it or not. Oh. Uh, Adams and Jefferson were the only two to go on to become president. Two is your final answer. Hey, wow. we'll take that. <laughs> wow. Wait, we were all we were pretty close. All right, moving on to question seven. Who reached number one on the Billboard charts in 1976 with the album Songs in the Key of Life? All right, we're in, guys. You can talk. So we're looking at 1976 76 and reach number one. So um, that's prime Simon and Garfunkel era, right? Maybe it's Paul Simon. Maybe it's um, we got a Crosby, Stills or Nash somewhere in there. Yeah, I don't think they were number one. Uh, I don't mind the Simon and Garfunkel angle. Okay, we'll go. We're going to lock in with uh, Simon and Garfunkel. Uh, <clears throat> so this person, uh, great, uh, instrumentalist, um, many, many hits, uh, just a, a crazy career, um, still going, uh, Stevie Wonder. Oh, Stevie Wonder is your correct answer. Oh. Yeah. That, uh, that album included the songs, isn't she lovely, which a lot of people know. Uh, it also included a track called I wish, which would later be sampled by Mr. Will Smith for mm. one of the greatest tracks in modern American music, wild, wild west. Yeah. <laughs> West, Jim West, Desperado. Mm-hmm. Rough Riders. You no, you don't want nada. I got to see that movie again. Bienvenidos a Miami. Doesn't he? Wrong <laughs> <Yeah>. song. Get <laughs> don't out of care. Here. All right, moving on. Question eight. What term, which originated in the Algonquin languages, refers to a dwelling with an arched framework overlaid with bark or hides? Does that seem right? I mean, that seems easy, too, so I'm mm-hmm. not sure. Let me just... Uh... I'm 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 good with uh, what Mac came up with here, so we are locked in. Jeff wrote TP, which I can kind of get behind. Uh, it does say arch. Is a TP an arch though, or 
technically. I mean, it it could be. Um, of all the other types of dwellings and structures, unfortunately, I can't think of any other names. I mean, there was longhouses and other things depending on the tribe, but none of those have. But he did say it, it was covered with bark and, uh, well, it was bark and what, David? Bark and hides. hides. So here's the deal. Um, oh, hides just sense. because of the depictions that we see commonly doesn't mean that they're accurate. So I'm what? still inclined to believe that it could be a teepee. Okay. Are you given saying our historical context is all out of whack? No, I'm saying that um, no historical context is often provided in pop culture. Wow. Yeah, hashtag Israel Bissell. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> no, I, I just wanted to make sure that there weren't any... I just didn't want to go all in on something when we didn't talk about it. But I'm fine with that answer if you want to go with it. Yeah, I'm good going teepee. All right. Also went with TP. Yeah, so I'm, I, I'm I'm worried now. My language was not precise enough. When I said arched, I was including that word to hopefully dissuade you from selecting TP. Uh, the answer I'm looking for is one of my favorite words to pronounce: wigwam. Ah, is the answer I was looking for. All right, question nine: Melchior, Caspar, and Balthazar are better known collectively as what? Mm. Okay. I'm not sure what they have in common with George Clooney, Mark Wahlberg, and Ice Cube. Oh, oh no, no. <clears throat> thanks for that clue, David. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no thanks for that clue, David. Because <laughs> yeah, I had it. I had it from the from the get go. Yeah. I think Neil needed the clue. Yeah. I did need the clue. Did you need the clue? No. Okay. Oh, you knew it without the clue? No, I didn't know it either way. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. All right. So uh, three kings for us. Three kings. Yep, uh, the three actors and names star in the 1999 movie Three Kings. I also would have accepted Three Wise Men, Three Magi, but yes, Three Kings mm. is correct. Question 10. Polaris, commonly known as the North Star, is the brightest point in what constellation? Okay. Good. Do you know it at all? You like star stuff? <laughs> Some star stuff. We are star stuff. Um, I mean, it's got to be either... Big Sagan. Di- it's nice got to either be uh, Big Dipper uh, or Little Dipper. What's the, the Orion's Belt or... Um, well, there's also Orion. Orion. It's gotta, those are like the big ones, right? Yeah. That's the only stars in the sky. You're Ursa right. Major. Ursa there's only Minor. like seven stars in the sky. That's all of them. <laughs> in Chicago, in though. Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we just see a lot of uh, window light from the skyscrapers. I'm just thinking logically from a trivia standpoint, because I know nothing about these, but if... I would think it'd be one of those. If they got it that quick, it's got to be one of those. Probably. Oh, you're saying we don't know our stars? <clears throat> I know stars, but only the ones on the Walk of Fame. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we can go Big Dipper. Okay. All right, we're going Big Dipper. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's the uh, bottom right corner of the Big Dipper, if, if I remember correctly, because I took astronomy once like 12 years ago, so probably not. But we said Big Dipper. So close, gentlemen. I was dipper. looking for Ursa Minor or the Little Dipper. Uh, See, our minds always go big. See, so. I, I did say it though. But you, it was in the list. I gave you I gave you the list. So I didn't know. I still don't know. <laughs> You're taking credit for making a list of four constellations. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then guessing the wrong one. Yep, exactly. <laughs> All right, let's move on. At least it was in the list. So after the first round, we've got Jeff and Neil with 40. We've got Ken and Matt also with 40. All Tie right. game going into the halftime. So before going into uh, halftime, David, we were talking collectively here about um, you being our, uh, we we're just going to call you our first listener, even though it might not factually be correct. <clears throat> but what no, has that stopped mom. us here on Triviality? It's probably it was, your mom. It was Neil's mom. It's probably my mom, yeah. Um, <laughs> so um, you've been listening the longest. So what are some favorite moments of the show since you're in the host chair now? 
Yeah, sure. So first of all, I'll say the most uh, recent episode from uh, I was listening to um, from when we're recording now um, was the live episode when you guys were up in Geek Bowl. I just thought it had great energy, funny moments, the whole thing. Um, I know it's sort of something new and outside the box for you guys, but I thought it came off remarkably well from the listener perspective. Oh, cool. Um, Thank you. So no more editing. Yeah, you bet. Yeah, no more editing. We'll just do live from now on. <laughs> and I'll, I'll just stay home. Is that, is that how this works? <laughs> and then uh, I always appreciate a good Swayze reference. Mm. Um, and then and then what if my uh, one of my favorite uh, sort of answers ever given was the Mito, is mitochondriana. Yeah, right? <laughs> if I'm remembering <laughs> that right. One of the uh, Patreon episodes, yeah. I believe. Yep, it was a Patreon episode. Yeah, mitochondriana. Uh, we definitely yeah. don't want to encourage Neil for more Swayze references, to be honest. So we might <laughs> we might cut that one back a little bit. <laughs> well, yeah, we might have to ghost some of those references. <laughs> I also, I would say probably my favorite God. halftime ever was. Uh, uh, I don't remember how many episodes ago it was, but the one where it was the the MIDI music of the uh, video game, mm -hmm. oh, yeah. you know, the video game music. That was I, I didn't do particularly well on it, but it was really fun. We'd read the answers going, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. So, yes, yeah, so maybe we should do a music round uh, coming up soon because those, those are fun. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. All right. And just a reminder, too, uh, we are still looking to get up to 50 reviews, uh, still at 42. So let's get some of those in and we can start sending out some of those fabulous prizes that we're promising. What are those fabulous prizes again? It's a mystery. It's a mystery, mystery prize. Box. <laughs> it's a magical mystery tour. Okay, for your mid-round, I'm going to give you the first sentence of a well-known novel, and your job is just to name the book. I don't need to know the author's name. And uh, going through these, they're in, in, I would say, in all but maybe one, they're sort of loaded with context clues, character names, specific settings. So hopefully it's not as daunting as it sounds. It was the blurst of times. <laughs> so basically, questions one through three are Fifty Shades, Fifty Shades Darker, Fifty Shades Freed, mm -hmm. which I don't know the opening. Mr. <laughs> Christian Gray. All right, here we go with number one. Uh, it was a pleasure to burn. All right, number two. We were somewhere around Barstow on the edge of the desert when the drugs began to take hold. All right, number three. Boys are playing basketball around a telephone pole with a backboard bolted to it. All right, number four. Where's Papa going with that axe, said Fern to her mother as they were setting the table for breakfast. Oh, I've heard that one. Number five. It was a queer, sultry summer, the summer they electrocuted the Rosenbergs. And I didn't know what I was doing in New York. This is going to show that we don't read. Speak for yourself. Number six. This happened in 1932 when the state penitentiary was still at Cold Mountain. That, that one's really going to bug me. All right. All right. Number seven. To the red country and part of the great country of Oklahoma, the last rains came gently and they did not cut the scarred earth. Sounds like J.R.R. Tolkien. <laughs> All right, number eight. It was a bright, cold day in April when the clocks were striking 13. I, I knew one. <laughs> number nine. The boy with fair hair lowered himself down the last few feet of rock and began to pick his way towards the lagoon. And number 10, the last one. The village of Holcomb stands on the high wheat plains of western Kansas, a lonesome area that other Kansans call out there. I'll, I'll just I'll just run them off in order. 
Number one, it was a pleasure to burn. Number two, we were somewhere around Barstow on the edge of the desert when the drugs began to take hold. Number three, boys were playing basketball around a telephone pole with a backboard bolted to it. Number four, where's Papa going with that axe, said Fern to her mother as they were setting the table for breakfast. Number five, it was a queer, sultry summer, the summer they electrocuted the Rosenbergs, and I didn't know what I was doing in New York. Question six, this happened in 1932 when the state penitentiary was still at Cold Mountain. Number seven, to the red country and part of the gray country of Oklahoma, the last rains came gently and they did not cut the scarred earth. Number eight, it was a bright, cold day in April, and the clocks were striking 13. Number nine, the boy with fair hair lowered himself down the last few feet of rock and began to pick his way towards the lagoon. And number 10, the village of Holcomb stands on the high wheat plains of western Kansas, a lonesome area that other Kansans call out there. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. On our show, we help listeners like you make the most of your finances. I sit down with NerdWallet's team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. We answer your real-world money questions and break down the latest personal finance news. The nerds will give you the clarity you need by cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. We don't promote get-rich-quick schemes or hype unrealistic side hustles. Instead, we offer practical knowledge that you can apply in your everyday life. You'll learn about strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. And you'll walk away with the confidence you need to ensure that your money is always working as hard as you are. So turn to the nerds to answer your real-world money questions and get insights that can help you make the smartest financial decisions for your life. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Everybody shush! William Shatner has something to say. Cat and Jethro, box of oddities. What do you do when the woman you love dies? Well, of course you dig her up and you live with her. Aww. The show examines weird things. There are plenty of old photographs from this time period of children out in the streets playing in and among the dead horse carcasses. Oh, I miss those days. Things used to be so much simpler. Cat and Jethro. Then there's the urine wheel, which sounds like a really bad game show. Thing done weird things. Cat and Jethro, box of oddities. That is really mysterious. Join Cat and Jethro Gilligan-Toth for the strange, the bizarre, the unexpected, as they lift the lid and cautiously peer inside the box of oddities. The Webby Award-winning Box of Oddities podcast from Airwave Media. This is this is tough. A couple of these are really, really eating me. Because I, I know I've heard them or at least, or maybe even read the books. Three or four of these that we're pretty sure on. And then um, we have some educated guesses. But uh, it's going to be pretty tough. To the we right. are locked in. Oh, you are? Okay. So now you guys can... That one I feel like is not too far out of what we can get, but I, I'm getting nothing on it. So Okay, so we're not going to have anything David's really enjoying the, uh, the discussion. No, it's... 
You're, you're so some of the, some of the logic bit. is, I think, better than maybe you guys realize. It's it's interesting, <laughs> you know, right? Because I'm I'm used to hearing sort of our own team dynamics. It's interesting to hear other teammates yeah. play. Well, I think we tap dance into a few of these. We also, but it's hard to say until we hear the answers. We also kind of uh, cut some of this stuff inevitably, or when we're playing one on one, it never comes up at all. So what the hell is with the fern? Like the, I, I, <laughs> I I know I know you're I right. Know. The dad this goes one, and this kills one makes something. Me furious. <clears throat> um, what would be a book about? Oh yeah. oh um. That's not like Charlotte's Web or whatever. Do they have to, are they trying to kill that the pig so- in Charlotte's Web or something? That sounds pretty good. The other one that came to mind, and I know it's totally wrong because this one, that one starts with um, like preparing for a funeral, but it's As I Lay Dying by Faulkner. But that's, mm, I don't think band. that's, yes, that's a great band. I, I like Charlotte's Web. That's uh, fine. Yeah, yeah oh, man. Because I, I like the idea that he's going to murder, he, he has to be killing like, like a I'm, pig or a cow or yeah, something. Like I'm never in more pain than this round, apparently. Yeah. Okay, because so like all just... of these feel attainable. <clears throat> do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like normally it's like I don't know, I give up. But this is like, it's like I've heard most of these. All right, time time for answers. Uh, number one, it was a pleasure to burn. What you guys put? Uh, initially, I wrote down Dante's Inferno because I was just thinking about things that were hot. But then uh, Ken came up with Fahrenheit four fifty one, and that's what we locked in with. Um, yeah, there's nothing really more I can add to that. I think Neil and I pretty quickly came to Fahrenheit 451 on that one. Yep, your correct answer, Fahrenheit 451. Cool. Yeah, that was... Okay, so th- that was the one I was sure of. Yeah. <laughs> All right, number two, Barstow, Edge of the Desert, Drugs Began to Take Hold. What'd y'all put? I believe this is the Hunter S. Thompson... Uh, Fear and Loathing Fear and in Loathing Las, Las Vegas. Vegas. So we were between um, two. Uh, for some reason, we just wrote down On the Road because they were traveling and there's a lot of drugs in that book but um when the drugs took hold uh for both jeff and i we we both thought fear and loathing because it was a movie and we figured it was a book so the other thing is uh barstow california is in the desert near vegas so mm-hmm. that was where i pulled my geography knowledge from yep both got it right fear and loathing in las vegas cool good start here's where it goes downhill <laughs> <laughs> and the rest all right number three boys playing basketball around a telephone pole so um this took me a little while but Initially, uh, Richard Wright's work uh, popped right into my head, so um, it took me a long time to come up with the title of any Richard Wright book. Uh, It's been a long time since I've uh, read any of them, but ultimately we went with Black Boy. And we just went with Hoosiers just because, you know, we didn't know. Yeah, so this was sort of my one selfish addition to the list. It's one of my favorite books. Um, it's about a guy named Rabbit Angstrom, a former uh, sort of high school superstar, and him trying to figure out his life afterward. Uh, John Updike's novel, Rabbit Run, is the oh. answer. All right, number four. Where's Papa going with that axe? All right, well, this is something uh, I watched the cartoon when I was a kid over and over. Uh, I'm almost 100% sure it's Charlotte's Web. Yeah, and shout out to my uh, favorite character, Templeton the Rat. <laughs> I, I sure hope that you're right. Um, Neil and I were really struggling. This one caused me personally a great deal of pain because I, I figured it had to be a human or an animal getting killed or something like that. And, and finally, after a few minutes, we finally figured out it was Charlotte's Web. So I think yeah. that hopefully that's right. Correct answer. Charlotte's Web. Points for both Ooh. teams. It's really job, uh, really irritating when I heard you guys discussing <laughs> it for like five minutes and then to hear, oh, what about Charlotte's Web? Uh, yeah. Great. Great job. All I right. Num- Goes both ways. <laughs> All right, number five, queer, sultry summer in New York City. The summer the electric, the uh, Rosenbergs were electrocuted. What were y'all's answers? So um, Matt had initially written Great Gatsby, but I happen to know that that's not the starting line of that book, um, though I can't really recall it exactly. Something about um, 
my father gave me advice to remember about not judging others, something like that. Mm. So we just kind of guessed uh, Catcher in the Rye. Uh, uh, Holden <clears throat> Caulfield and his uh, human hunting hat. So we, we didn't really know. We, we thought it had a Gatsby ring to it. Um, apologies again for my voice. Um, so we wrote down the last tycoon. What I was thinking in the back of my head, I didn't say out loud because I didn't want to sound like an idiot, but it, um, there's an author who killed herself. Uh, not the one from The Hours. Is there a fame? I think it... Anyway, I think it's attributed to an author who killed herself famously, and I can't remember her name. Um, but uh, anyway, we went with The Last Tycoon. So uh, Catcher in the Rye is a great guess for a New York City novel. Uh, what I was looking for was The Bell Jar, Sylvia mm. Plath. That's the author who killed herself, Neil. <laughs> so I wouldn't have helped. We wouldn't have got it. But Why did I not remember that? I, I don't even know what The Bell have Jar is. Have you read is. The Bell Jar? Yeah, long time ago. Like, mm. like 15 years ago. <laughs> oh, I don't blame you for that. Yeah. When, I was, when I was a whining adolescent teen girl. Right. Which you still are. <clears throat> no, that book is really good. It's all about um, basically um, growing up in a metropolitan area and feeling like dissonance with the, the environment around you. It's beautifully written, Plath. Hmm. Yeah. All right. Number six, 1932, when the state jail was still at Cold Mountain. Just uh, had, had to go off the year in the jail setting and went with Green Mile. Yeah, we were looking at each other, and when Jeff said that Cold Mountain was in Georgia, I thought of Georgia 1932 jail, and I went with Green Mile as well. Yeah, this one sent a shiver right up my spine, so I'm hoping it's right. Green Mile is correct. All right. Good job, teams. Classic king. Speaking of which, I really need to use the washroom right now. Sure. I'm just kidding. Oh, oh yeah, right, right. <laughs> All right, number seven. To the red country and part of the gray country of Oklahoma. What were your answers? Uh, so <clears throat> we didn't know exactly what this was. Um, we the the wordage of scarred earth sounded very uh, descriptive, sort of like uh, Cormac McCarthy. And the only Cormac McCarthy book I could come up with is one I read in college, and I, I put Blood Meridian. We went a little uh, older and took the same sort of uh, uh, descriptions to mean maybe the Dust Bowl, and went with Grapes of Wrath. Ooh, good logic. Grapes of Wrath All is right. the correct answer. That was one that we just went out on the on the end, kind of, and just pulled that one out. So Yeah, I kind of went on a limb on that one, but yeah. I used some context clues, like you were saying. Mm-hmm. All right, number number eight might be the one that doesn't have many context clues, but um, it's sort of a famous first line. It was a bright, cold day in April, the, and the clocks were striking 13. Yeah, so uh, for this one, I was actually going to write a question about this a long time ago when we first started the podcast. It was going to be on my first test episode, but I thought it might be too hard, so I ended up throwing it out, but I never forgot it. So we put uh, one year before I was born. George Orwell Classic, Mm. 1984. Mm. Yeah, Yeah, we were off, though we did get the uh, dystopian sort of sci-fi element here, and Matt selected Clockwork Orange. Your correct answer, 1984, the Orwell Classic. All right, on to number nine. The boy with fair hair lowered himself down the last few feet to the lagoon. Uh, this is one that, again, I kind of went out on a limb on, but kind of just took the context clues. Um, I believe this is Lord of the Flies, and I think um, the reason the description's kind of vague like that, like the boy with fair hair, is because none of the children knew each other at the beginning of the, the book. I kind of had a uh, weirdly similar train of thought. Um, I, I couldn't place why, but it felt kind of like a like a piggy almost at the uh, at the end. But I couldn't remember the sequence. Uh, but we went Lord of the Flies. 
correct answer. Lord of the Flies. Ooh. You guys are killing this. William Golding. Yeah, not bad. Not bad here. I don't feel great about it, but at least with a team, <laughs> with a, te- a team, we're able to talk it out. Like by myself, I would have just been dead. Yeah, so. I'd have about ten right now, probably. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, number ten. The village of Holcomb stands on the high wheat plains of western Kansas. What were your answers? Uh, I, I, we just went a hundred percent with the Kansas angle and just wrote Wizard of Oz, which I don't think is actually the title <laughs> of that book. Uh, Gone with the wind. Okay, <laughs> Gone with the wind. Uh, correct answer. I was hoping that Holcomb, Kansas, would be your clue. The uh, Truman Capote's In Cold Blood. Uh, that's funny because I, I was thinking about In Cold Blood for about three other of these <laughs> ones, and I didn't even consider that one for the Kansas one. So um, both teams scoring 30 points on that swing round. Uh, Neil, can you give us the most uh, sultry uh, voice that you can and give us a score update with your, your sickness? Yeah, well, the score is going to be tied 70 to 70. That's yes. very disturbing. Thank yes. you very much. <laughs> that update brought to you by Mucinex. <laughs> Which I need to take or now. Or lack thereof. It's been, yeah. four, it's been four hours. Not, a, not a, a minute sooner, though. <laughs> Only four hours or more. You don't want to OD on Mucinex. <laughs> All right, moving on to the second half. You guys ready to go? We're ready. I think, okay, the, first... <laughs> I think three of us are ready. <laughs> <laughs> I think the four-hour so, time limit is up on your Viagra, too. Yeah, yeah that, that's why the table's on an angle. <laughs> <laughs> so your first question is going to be lyrics I'm going to do my best to read this sort of flat and deadpan mm-hmm. who sings the following I want your drama the touch of your hand I want your leather studded kiss in the sand uh, thank you for that uh, David we are locked in yeah um, Matt wrote down what I thought it was as well we are locked in. So mm-hmm. I want your love, Neil. That is Bad Romance by mm-hmm. Lady Gaga. Yep. Also went with Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga, your correct answer. Well done. All right. Question two. The multinational conglomerate 3M was formerly known by what alliterative corporate name? I, this is one I've heard a long time ago. Yeah. I couldn't even begin uh, this one. So could it be someone's name? Could it be three products that they originally did? Could it be a word for infrastructure? I mean, I might have the wrong company here, but I feel like 3M, the name was all about like the things that they manufactured or did okay. originally. Right. But I, well, that, then let's go on that train then. So what what would be three things that start with M that would have been manufactured quite a long time ago then? I'm trying to remember. Um, like something something manufacturing or multinational something how about multinational manufacturing and then they it's weird because there's an n in there but maybe it wasn't supposed to be i don't know because people make mistakes like that all the time (laughs) yeah they're and they're mncs right mncs yeah yeah i don't know i'm 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 sure that we're on the right train of thought with that it was something that they did or worked on but i'm i I can't i can't pull it how about we just go multinational manufacturing sure okay okay we are going with macho man manufacturers Oh, I, I so wish that was the answer. Much better than what I've got. So once upon a time, my favorite floppy disk manufacturer, um, but they once went by Minnesota Mining and mm, Manufacturing. That's right. That's right. Hmm. Question three. A nephrologist is a physician who specializes in what organ? Can you spell it? Yeah, I can. It's N-E-P-H-R-O-N. 
L-O-G-I-S-T. No, nephrologist. Man, I've heard this so many times. Yeah. It's just, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's this. You and me both. <laughs> if, if you think that's what it is, I mean. I, I do think that's what it is. Yeah. I'm like 40% sure. Okay, well, I'm 0%, so I'll lean towards you. Ooh. I'm 40% sure. You sure it's not too. carburetor? It's not it's... carburetor. <laughs> <laughs> Man, my carburetors are running smooth ever since yeah. I went to my nephrologist. Yeah. Uh, we're yeah. locked in. You're in? Yeah, we're in. All right. Was that Nefertiti's personal doctor? No. <clears throat> we are going to go with the kidney. We went with the uh, noble blood uh, scrubbing kidneys. It is the kidneys. Great right. job, gentlemen. I don't know where that was in my brain, but it was somewhere. <laughs> Question four. What actor can claim film appearances in Private Parts, Saving Private Ryan, and saving Mr. Banks. Well, we can lock in with the first one. Vin so. Diesel. Yeah, that's one. You just want to lock let's in? Just, yeah, let's go with the safe bet here. This is a great question. <clears throat> so saving Mr. Banks is... Uh, well, we agree that Tom Hanks is in two of them. Let's yeah. just get that right on. Tom Hanks is in two of them, but that could be David. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to join this conversation. Tom Hanks could... He, David could be doing that to make it, because that's a simple in, and it could be right. right. It could be right. But, but would Tom Hanks be a private part? I don't know. Who knows? I mean, like, he could be, like, in the background. You know what I mean? Like, it's I not sort even... of feel like whoever this is was in private parts in, like, a small role and wasn't famous as famous yet and then was in Saving Private Ryan. Because you have, like I said, G. Reiner BC is a small part. Ed Burns, Adam Goldberg, uh, Giamatti's in it. Ted Danson's in it. Yeah, Vin Brian Diesel. Cranston's in it. Vin Diesel's in yeah. it. Um, Matt Damon. <clears throat> But saving Mr. Banks, the only characters I can think of that would be this person are either the two composers who wrote Mary Poppins' music and um, Emma Thompson's character hated, or maybe her husband. But I think I'm overthinking it. Yeah. But David could make it Tom Hanks, which is completely plausible. I have not seen Private Parts probably since I was like 12. Um, <laughs> Appropriate 12-year-old movie. Yeah. <laughs> I watched like Freddy when I was like four. So I kind of want to go... Adam Goldberg looks... He looks good in like a 60s mustache... I'm going to go Giovanni Ribisi. Okay. Let's just go ahead. <laughs> okay. So we just went with the simple answer of uh, Tom Hanks, though I think you said the correct answer. Um, Paul Giamatti actually sounds right when you said it. Go ahead. Yep. So when I wrote the question, um, it was set up to think maybe it's Tom Hanks, but the correct answer is indeed Paul Giamatti. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because yeah. so you, I, I couldn't, I was trying to think of the bit players and Saving Private Ryan and Saving Mr. Banks. Yeah. having seen those two and uh i couldn't think of paul giamatti being in those but then when you said his name i remembered him in both films and then i was like oh he would definitely do private he would parts. be in private parts yeah, yeah. see i we could have gone that was my bad sorry he definitely is in saving but Mr. we Banks. didn't we did not get points to clarify for Correct. the audience we went with tom hanks yeah okay go ahead all right question five zion national park is located in what u.s state that was my guess. Just because of the connotations? The, <laughs> that's yeah. fine. That, that's all I, well, you think about it, but that's all I can contribute. Okay, we're in with a guess. I think you have the same guess we do, which is a real shame because I, I once looked up a list of national parks to so I could you know travel there one day. But uh, So we went uh, Utah. As did we. Yeah, shout out to one of my uh, trivia teammates, Lori, who just got back from here. It's Utah. All right. Good guesses. Weird, hey. weird question. Can anybody think of a national park alphabetically before Arches National Park? Because that's also in Utah. That'd be interesting if it was alphabetically the first and last were in the same state. If you can do A to Z if in you Utah. Think, if you think that's interesting, okay. <laughs> Some people would say that's interesting. Others would beg to differ. Just trying to think if there's another park before Arches. 
Interesting. <clears throat> All right, number six. In a pentagon, the sum of the interior angles equals how many degrees? Yeah, we're we're in. Okay. I, I oh, man. Yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> I was like, wait, pentagram or pentagon? The pentagon. Satan, Satan. So, what do your it? best Satan voice uh, with your grumbly throat. Satan voice. Um, Come to the dark side, Matt. <laughs> and listen to Pantera. All right, so after a little bit of math, because we didn't know this off the top of our head, we finally settled on 540. I'm, I'm really disappointed. It, um, if I'm not mistaken, it's 540. 540 is the right answer. Yeah. Sometimes you could just think things out without just knowing them, Jeff. We drew we drew I quite did. a bit of uh, pentagrams on here. Not pentagrams. <laughs> I drew a couple pentagrams. <laughs> <laughs> that's the kind of day I'm at, but... I couldn't I couldn't remember the formula though. So I did all of the geometric shapes from uh, ten sides down just to show off your way down. No, just to double check. Uh, no, yeah. just, well, because I know the general course, rule. Yeah. Show off. <laughs> All right. All right, question seven. Once more unto the breach, dear friends, is a line from what Shakespeare play based on the life of the English king who led his troops to victory at the Battle of Agincourt? I'm looking for the title of the Shakespeare play. Oh. You would know the play better? Um, I can just name English royalty. That's kind of what I'm trying to do. That one? Was that English royalty? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, they both were. I'm in. Colleen would know this one. Um, <laughs> I don't. I don't know for that, sure. That's the but, one. But uh, some context leads me to believe that that might be correct. Okay, we once, are locked in. Once more into the breach. Oh, okay. So here's the thing. So in one of these plays, he's old, and in the other play, I think he's actually in battle because Kenneth Branagh did it where he was in battle, which would be Henry V. Okay. Richard III though is famous. I, I feel like he has a cane, and he's like he's like an older. Uh, I just wanted to knock monarchs off the list. If you think it's Henry V, I'm happy to go with that. He was kind of a bloodthirsty guy. So, well, here, so here's my only logic. <clears throat> Richard III might be correct from a historical standpoint, from a film box cover, because a lot of people don't know this. A lot of the ways that I remember movies is when I worked at Blockbuster, I memorized all the covers. <laughs> and Kenneth Branagh is in battle armor, and I remember him screaming once more, uh, or that line. Okay, but. That, you might be right though, with Richard III. I'm I'm good to defer to you on that one. Oh, see, I'm I'm not confident though. Uh, let's just go Henry V. That's fine. Let's do it. Uh, we went the other way with Richard III, based on the historical context of his deeds. Ooh, your answer, Henry V. Oh. Good job, Neil. Yeah. That's why we always <laughs> defer to box covers. Yeah, right. <laughs> Everything that you need to know can be known through film, pretty much, yep. or, or box covers. All right, on to question eight. How many times have the Olympics been held in the Southern Hemisphere? Mm. And this is, this is <laughs> hold on, just for clarification. It's winter and summer, right? Correct. Okay. Okay. Ready, Neil? All right. You, you do your thing. I'm going to sit here in a fugue state. <laughs> All right, so uh, both teams are locked in after a little conversation on that yeah. one. Um, so I know for 100%, Sydney's one of them. 
uh, Rio was the other one for Brazil. And then I can't think of any others. Uh, the other ones I was on the fence were actually not in the Southern Hemisphere because I don't know how Well, according to me, but I'm not a yeah. geography so person either. Korea but I, I, didn't, China, I didn't think Korea, Japan, China nope. were at all. Those are all Southern. Northern Hemisphere. So um, we went with two. Um, Rio de Janeiro is the most recent one, 2016. Sydney was held in 2000. 2000. And if I'm not mistaken, there is a third. Um, the 1956... Uh, winter games were held in Melbourne. Mm. Or there were summer games played in winter because of the hemisphere difference. Yeah. That's what it was. So we guessed three. Wow. Spot on. Rio in 2016, Sydney in 2000, and Melbourne uh, in 56. Three times. So Jeff knew one Very that impressive. Uh, we were unaware of. I almost went three just for like a buffer because I'm like, there's probably a third out credit, there. <laughs> credit to the Winter Games, which made me very curious. Um, and I recently looked up the full list. So <laughs> there you go. All right. Moving on to question nine. Jonathan Groff stars as FBI <laughs> Special Agent Holden Ford. In what Netflix-produced crime drama? That's a great name. Holden Ford. So we're good. We're good. There you go. Um, we believe that's uh, the David Fincher uh, series, Mindhunter. Yeah, we went with Mindhunter as well. I, when you said Jonathan Croft, I thought you were either going to go Spring Awakening, Broadway, or Glee, but then you went David Fincher, <laughs> so it's Mindhunter. <clears throat> Yeah, Mindhunter's right. Points for both teams. Yeah. Really good show if you haven't watched it. Uh, kind of binge the whole thing yeah. like one mm-hmm. day. It's pretty awesome. I still have to watch it. I, want I haven't to. gotten around to it yet. Shame, shame, shame. Question 10. If you want to call someone at Kennedy Space Center or Cape Canaveral Air Force Station, what area code would you dial? It'd have to be like a special area code, right? The space center. We're guessing. I didn't. Oh, you're guessing. I, we didn't know. I didn't know they had a special area code. I'm, just, I'm guessing it's got. It's got to be right. I mean, it's got to be a cutesy. This is the kind of thing I'm talking about. You have no idea. Just guess. I think it's pretty good logic, though. It's a space area. We got a few that way. Once again, we're winning. <laughs> wow. Um. I have no idea. I don't know. Um. We can do one on one. Okay. Oh, right, so you guys are in? Yeah. yeah. One, zero, one. Uh, we went with zero, zero, zero. Uh, so when you're counting down for a rocket launch, eventually mm. you get to three, two, one. Three, two, one is Not the bad. area code. Not bad. to be cutesy. Said it was cutesy. Close to Chicago. <clears throat> yeah. Three, one, two. Yeah. Getting, getting crushed over here. Talking about cutesy answer. That's my job. Okay. So um, coming up on the final round... Uh, myself and Matt have 120, and Neil and Jeff are up by 20 points uh, coming out of that last round at 140. You can go ahead and give the uh, final round categories now, and we can place our wagers. Yeah, sure. Your final round categories are wrestling, giddy up, fun with flags, yes. walking in Memphis, and Hadouken. <laughs> I, I see he does his categories in the Matt fashion. Giddy up. Yeah, I don't either. Unless it's the uh, the last track on NSYNC's self-titled album. Oh, it's not going to be that. It is, though. Um, <laughs> it's not going to be that. <laughs> you want to do that? That's fine. Okay. Uh, I don't know. Walking in Memphis. Do you know who sang that song? 
Walking in my face. They, used to, they overdid it in American Idol so many so I'm much. thinking it might be something else. Aside from the Justin Timberlake the is from Memphis. That's fine. Do you want to go like to If they're there? not all Justin Timberlake. <laughs> <laughs> or in sync, Matt. Do you get it this? right. Okay, so the wagers have been placed, and now we will get our final round questions. All right. Question one in the category of wrestling. The 1993 Royal Rumble eventually came down to Macho Man Randy Savage versus one other wrestler. Savage was eliminated when what corpulent combatant bench-pressed Savage over the ropes to claim victory? Question two in the category of Giddy Up. The Pony Express was a 1,900-mile-long route with a western terminus in California and an eastern terminus in what state? All right, question three, category fun with flags. The African country of Chad has a blue, yellow, and red flag that is identical to the flag of what European Union nation? Okay, question four, category walking in Memphis. Who pled guilty and was convicted of killing Martin Luther King Jr. at the Lorraine Motel in Memphis? All right, question five, category Hadouken. In the original Street Fighter II release for Super Nintendo, players in tournament mode must fight the other seven playable characters before facing four CPU-only opponents, known as the Grand Masters. Name three of the four Grand Masters. The 1993 Royal Rumble eventually came down to Macho Man Randy Savage, versus one other wrestler. Savage was eliminated when what corpulent combatant bench-pressed Savage over the ropes to claim victory? The Pony Express was a 1,900-mile-long route with a western terminus in California and an eastern terminus in what U.S. state? The African country of Chad has a blue, yellow, and red flag that is identical to the flag of what European Union nation? Who pled guilty and was convicted of killing Martin Luther King Jr. at the Lorraine Motel in Memphis? In the original Street Fighter II release for Super Nintendo, players in tournament mode must fight the other seven playable characters before facing four CPU-only opponents known as the Grand Masters. Name three of the four Grand Masters. Calling all kids in the car. Brittany and Meredith here from the chart-topping Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast. Are you dreading another silent car ride with the fam? We've got the cure. Three rounds of fresh trivia every single week. Movies, music, even science and Disney. We've got something for every trivia buff in the car. No more crickets chirping on those long journeys. The Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast is your secret weapon for connecting and laughing with kids of all ages, teens, toddlers, adults, it doesn't matter. Spark their curiosity and challenge their brains with every episode. New episodes drop weekly wherever you get your podcasts. Search for the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast and turn those car rides into epic adventures. 
You can spend less time staying in the know about all things gaming and get more time to actually play the games you love with the IGN Daily Update Podcast. All you need is a few minutes to hear the latest from IGN on the world of video games, movies, and television with news, previews, and reviews. You'll hear everything from Comic-Con coverage to the huge Diablo 4 launch. So listen and subscribe to the IGN Daily Update wherever you get your podcasts. That's the IGN Daily Update wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, we're all locked in. Okay. All right, so we're talking about the um, MLK thing. So I kept going. It's it's a three named person, and you know, jokes aside, you know, I went. Do you, you know, know? Do you know who shot Lennon offhand? Yeah, um, he read Catcher in the Rye. It was Mark da- uh, da- Mark David Chapman. It's always a three name, isn't it? He was three named <laughs> Lee Harvey Oswald, and then right. Kirby shot him. John Wilkes Booth. John Wilkes Booth, and then I put Jerry Lee Lewis, and then I, I for some reason I wrote Nicholas Ray, but I think Ray is the last name i don't know the first two I'm names trying to remember when you said you wrote billy ray down and i was trying to think if, if it was billy ray something billy or ray if it ended in ray because i feel like you're right i feel like ray is something but and we can keep naming three named people all day james earl jones and and you know <laughs> it wasn't him it wasn't james earl jones but I, all right let's just go we'll go with david that. lee Roth. okay you're you're good on the wrestler one <laughs> you think uh so i have a guess on the wrestler okay it's, it's very, very crazy logic that only I think for some reason David would pick, knowing Ken. <laughs> I don't want to say it out loud right now. I'll say That's it fine. when we say it because it's, it's insane, but I know the guy was around 1993. I had a figure of him, and I'm just guessing, but I feel like it's right. <clears throat> All right, we're good. Locked in. All right, first one in the category of wrestling. What were your wagers? Uh, we went with 20. We also went with 20. The 1993 Royal Rumble came, to, came down to Macho Man Randy Savage versus one other man who claimed victory in that Royal Rumble. I'm pretty sure this is the year. Um, this is the year, probably his biggest year. Uh, and I know he went on to WrestleMania this year. And I'm pretty sure it's Yokozuna. So <clears throat> my logic was, um, if David listens to the show, he knows Ken talks about Japan a lot. I don't. <laughs> I had a, I had a figure of... You talk about how I talk about <laughs> Japan a lot. <laughs> uh, well, it's up to David. He listens, so... Um, and uh, Yokozuna was really big that year, and I don't know specifically if he won the Rumble, but he's pretty big every year. Isn't he? <laughs> yeah, not anymore. So he's me, very looking for an overweight wrestler, and that would have been a big time period. We went Yokozuna as well. Your correct answer, Yokozuna. Mm. All Great right. job. All right, now in the category of giddy up, what were your wagers? We went with ten. Big ten. Uh, goose egg. Mm. Good, good choice. Yeah, turns out good choice. All right, Pony Express, 1,900 miles long, western terminus in California. What did you say was the eastern terminus? Uh, this was hard because uh, we have no idea where this runs. Um, we just went with Texas. Pretty mm-hmm. big. Maybe mm-hmm. could land in there somewhere. Um, I feel like this was St. Louis, Missouri, but I could be wrong. We got nothing on it, so we went Missouri. So I don't believe it's St. Louis, and I'm going to blank on the city name but missouri is your correct state <laughs> we almost had that missouri the answer that we crossed out you're, you're two oh i was gonna say you're two states off of texas but you had missouri written sorry sure did understand <laughs> that's okay all right third category fun with flags what were the wagers got a big zero on mm-hmm. this one we went with a 15 unprecedented the first time that's ever been wagered yeah. <laughs> that's uh that's a triple oakland the African country of Chad has the same flag as what EU nation? Mm-hmm. Uh, we went with the home of Kristaps Porzingis and Latvia. 
Um, I believe this is Romania. Correct answer. Romania. Mm. I, I had no no help on that one whatsoever. Um, uh, Latvia has green, or uh, Latvia and Lithuania have green in them. Estonia's mm. is the white, black, and blue. I've, I've been watching a lot of Olympics lately. <laughs> oh, perfect. <laughs> All right, fourth category, walking in Memphis. What were the wagers? Got uh, 10 on that one. We want 10 points. All right, who pled guilty and was convicted of killing MLK? Oddly, we just had no idea on this one. Um, that's probably pretty bad, but mm-hmm. uh, we just said Jones. Yeah, let's just go with the last name only, like we had written down anyway, just in case. Yeah. No, no, uh, that's fine. So, yeah, that you're incorrect. Yeah. but so we so we basically kept saying the name Ray, and we didn't know if it was a first name or a last name, but it stuck with us. So we went official answer, last name Ray. Now, fortunately, I believe Neil is correct because the name James Earl Ray came to me, and I'm almost positive we are right. It is another three-part name, James Earl Ray. Mm. Uh, There was a reason we couldn't get Ray out of our heads, Neil. So in the category of Hadouken, what were your wagers? We went uh, big 30. We went with uh, 10. Okay. And the original Street Fighter II release for Super Nintendo, I need to know three of the four grandmasters. So we weren't too sure on this. Uh, I don't know how much... Jeff and I know about Street Fighter, but turns uh, out not a lot. No, we just named three characters that we believe are in Street Fighter. So we went with Blanca, Bison, and Chun Li. So me and Matt stressed out about this a little bit. Um, I, for one, grew up with a Sega Genesis, um, which also had Street Fighter Two on it, but it was a little bit different than the um, Super Nintendo version. Uh, there were some added characters, and apparently, uh, these grandmasters were more distinct. But I remember the last four characters uh, you face in the Sega version were M. Bison, Sagat, Vega, and Balrog. So we went with uh, confidence for the um, the bad characters and went with Vega, Sagat, and M. Bison. So your four grandmasters are Balrog, Vega, Sagat, and M. Bison. All right. Got one of them. So following the final round, I have Jeff and Neil with 175, Matt and Ken with 150. That makes today's cream of the crop, Jeff and Neil. I am the cream, yeah. The cream of the crop. Good game, guys. That was Man, pretty two, stressful. 0-2 uh, for me and Matt now. Yeah, we're on a, we're on a bit of a streak, uh, but we're actually tanking for a better draft pick. So. Looks like we're... <laughs> <laughs> And actually, both games both games were pretty close. So they were very I, I can't close. Can't feel bad about that. Very close yeah. games. We're coming up on free agency, so there might be some trades. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, thanks so much, David, for hosting today. It was a really great game. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. That was a blast. Yeah, we'd uh, love to have you back if you ever want to come back and uh, host again. Is our uh, as we're saying officially now our first listener and our first Patreon, per- first patron. So any uh, any last words, David? Anything you'd like to plug? Uh, anything else? Uh, yeah, just uh, just hello to my uh, usual trivia buds I play with on every Wednesday night. I know they listen uh, listen to the podcast. Uh, also, thanks to the wife for uh, keeping the kids pretty quiet <laughs> when I was recording this today. Thank you to the dogs for not barking at any squirrels out the windows. Mm-hmm. And, Thank you for the squirrels uh, for not being present. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, this was a lot of fun, and uh, you guys played really well, I thought. And uh, thanks again for, for having me on. That's a great game. Thank All you. Right. Yeah, thank you so much. Thanks. 
All right. Uh, thanks again uh, one last time for David for hosting. Uh, it was a really great game. Um, if you wanted to get in touch with us or potentially host a show, um, one of the best ways to do it is to become a Patreon. Uh, one of the rewards is being able to either host or be on the show. So we really appreciate all of our patrons. Um, if you have a question five submission, you could always send it to us at trivialitypodcast at gmail.com or just get in touch with us in general at our website at trivialitypodcast.com. Uh, best way to spread the word is to rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. Uh, we're going to have a YouTube going up. We'll have all sorts of things coming up for you. So uh, be on the lookout for that. Um, so for Neil, Jeff, and Ken, uh, my name is Matt, and that was Triviality. Don't yell it! It's unfair! Fern, you will have to learn to control yourself. Control myself? This is a matter of life and death. Run along. <laughs> but it's unfair. This is the most terrible case of injustice I ever heard of. You know, I've got a good mind to let you raise this pig. Then you'd see what trouble a pig can be. Oh, Papa. All right. He's yours. Saved from an untimely death. <laughs>